Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem. Ministries all the Looking for my little clicker here. Um, if you can see that tonight, that is the vision. We're gonna continue to uh, put this vision before us. I don't know if you can see it, but again, we've marked it out on the parking lot, and uh, we encourage you to come and look at it on the parking lot. It's in the yellow. It's hard to see tonight, but uh, we always want to raise this vision up before you as we go forward and believe by faith that this is what God is calling us to do. Uh, Our theme is getting it right, getting it right, and we pray that God will help us to get it right here at the church, uh, that we might be a good witness within our community. Amen? Amen. And Matthew 18, 15 through 18 tells us how to get it right with our brothers and sisters as we continue in our walk of faith. We're continuing this month in a series entitled, Getting It Right in Money, subtitled, How to Be Blessed and Highly Favored. We've been standing on Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, all month long, and this is the NASB, which says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so so that there might be food in my house, and test me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, the NIV says the floodgates of heaven, and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Tonight we're going to share a message entitled, uh, Giving Above and Beyond. Giving Above and Beyond. We're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 through 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 through 5. And it's in your handout and on the screen. I believe it's two slides on the screen. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Thank you. 
Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, tonight we're sharing a message entitled uh, Giving Above and Beyond. Giving Above and Beyond. We're going to talk all around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about adversity in giving. We're going to talk about ability in giving. We're going to talk about advancement in giving. And we want Christians to know tonight that Christians should give to God in severe trials. Christians should give to God in severe trials. Tonight we're looking at a verse and a text that's talking about an offering that the Macedonian church would give uh, to those that were in the church at Jerusalem. An interesting thing about this Macedonian offering was is that uh, the Macedonians were not uh, rich. They were uh, maybe considered a, a country uh, city. And it wasn't a place where there was a great amount of wealth. A great amount of wealth. And, and these people during a, a time of... Uh, uh, depression or recession, uh, raised an offering that uh, would cause the people of God to praise God for their giving, to praise God for their giving, uh, because it was this blessing came from an unexpected place. This is not part of my message tonight, but maybe there's somebody here tonight, and, and God is about to bless you, and that blessing is going to come from an unexpected place. Uh, maybe it'll be like that, that blessing that came when that prophet, uh, oh, had, had, had spoke that there would be no rain, and uh, God put him uh, along the brookside, and the brook dried up, and he, he sent them out to, uh, to another part, another place, and, and and his blessing would come literally from a, a, a widow who was about to make her last meal and die. And, and the man of God had to go and ask that widow for an offering. And, and because uh, she was willing to give her offering, uh, she and her family and the prophet of God lived. Hello, somebody. He got a blessing from a unexpected place. And, and you better be careful about how you see some folk and you see some things because uh, some of the greatest blessings, uh, oh, will come from an unexpected place or a unexpected person uh, in our life. And Especially in our day and time, we have to be uh, uh, careful because you can have folk that are dressing up and they look like they have money, but they won't ever give no money. Hello, somebody. They uh, And then you got the guy that uh, would be run out of the church uh, uh, 15, 20 years ago for wearing jeans, and he'll be the one that gives the biggest offering. Hello, somebody. Uh, somebody, God is saying that he he's about to bless you, and it's going to come uh, from an unexpected place you you think it's going to come from a a, a a mega church out there in the city but your blessing uh, may come from a Bethlehem Baptist church here in the countryside hello somebody 
Oh, your blessing is going to come from an unexpected place. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, your blessing is going to come from an unexpected place. From an unexpected place. So you, you, you better be ready for your blessing. And that was for free. We threw that in for free. And uh, But tonight uh, we mentioned that that widow and that widow is one who, 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 who gave out of her, her, her poverty and, and she glorified God in her in her poverty and she was the one who gave more and I day in time we look at the folk uh, who come around and drop a lot of money in the plate and we think that they're really doing something and it, and it reminds me of that offering that Jesus uh, saw where oh where they took up an offering and all the rich folk came up like they do today I hear oh at some of the mega churches in the city they uh, when they take up an offering they have a, a special line for those who want to give a thousand dollars or they have a special line for those that are the tithers and, and they go up and, and that's the boss says hey I'm giving today I'm giving today hey I'm, I'm giving today and I'm giving a large amount of money but God in this text is not concerned about oh how much you, you give but he's concerned that you give because even from your poverty oh you can give a rich offering and that's what we're going to see today and tonight in this text is, is that even in our poverty when we don't have nothing God still has something for you to give and this, and this first video is, is going to encourage you to be if you don't have much in resources oh you, you got to be like that widow who, who would be willing to give it all oh she didn't have much to give but she gave it all and this video is a good example of that as we start our lesson tonight Amen. It's not about the size of your offering, but the size of your sacrifice. And uh, and that's what this text is talking about today. It, 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 it was, it's not talking about the size of your offering, but the, the size of your sacrifice as we look at what's going on in the text as we uh, start out. At, at number one, we're talking about adversity and giving. It says in the text, uh, in the midst of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. In other words, today this text and this church at Macedonia tells us that we're never too poor to give. And this text from the people over there in Macedonia tells us that not only are we not ever too poor to give, oh, but it challenged us to continue to give in severe trials. And it's like, and it seemed like when 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 Christian folk, some Christian folk when they're doing well they, 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 they're able to give but uh, when they hit that time of trial they, they feel like they need to uh, save their money because of the trial but in the text today the, the people uh, oh, uh, were willing to give in adverse times and God is saying to somebody here today you're wondering whether you should give you lost your job and you're wondering whether you should give oh maybe your own unemployment and you're wondering 
wondering whether you should give. Oh, maybe you're literally down to oh what the widow had and she was down to her, her last penny and uh, it was offering time and all these other folk who had plenty oh were able to give out of their abundance. But this woman, uh, oh, glorified God and in the little that she had, I said in the little that she had, she was willing to give it all. Is there somebody here today in the little that you have, are you willing to give it all? Oh, we live in a time where, oh, we're, we're, we're very impressed, oh, by the mega this and the mega that. Oh, and we're impressed and we think, oh, that if we're a preacher that we can't have an impact unless we're at a mega church. God is not concerned about the size of your church, oh man of God. He's concerned about the size of your sacrifice. Oh, can you preach to two or three folk like you're preaching to thousands? Hello, somebody. And God and the devil wants to get you depressed and he wants you to despise oh, the small things. Oh, when you start out small, oh, you think and most folk think that they should start out big, that they should start out rich, but God is looking what you do with the small. Are you willing to give your all with the small? Ask your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, are you willing to give your all with the small? Well, I'm here to tell you today, it don't matter the size of your bank account. It don't matter, preacher man, the size of your church. It don't matter if one or two people show up. You better preach that word like you're preaching to thousands or tens of thousands because you never know who's in the house. Oh, we know who Billy Graham is, but we don't know who that minister was in that small place when Billy Graham gave his life to Jesus Christ. Oh, so don't you deny, don't you despise the small things in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, don't despise the small, don't despise oh because you can't give a, a hundred because you only have a dollar don't despise that time just give what you have in this church in adverse time in adverse suffering in adverse trials oh when they were tempted oh to, oh, to, to tighten up the bowels of their generosity oh when they let loose in Jesus name and they gave and they gave tremendously in Jesus name there's somebody listening at the sound of my voice and God is telling you oh don't give up your sacrifice don't give up your service don't give up your offering he knows oh how this week has been he knows oh that you're struggling financially he knows that you're struggling in your physical health he knows that you're struggling in your marriage. He knows that you're struggling in your singleness. He knows all that you're struggling with. And I've been sent here today to let you know that you better be encouraged in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or oh neighbor, you better.
better be encouraged in Jesus' name. God knows the trials. God knows your suffering. God knows everything that you're going through. And right here, right now, he's trying to manifest himself in your life, in the inner recesses of your heart, your mind, in your soul. He wants to let you know that he's still on the throne. And because he's still on the throne, that means that I can go on. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, because he's still on the throne. That means I can go on in Jesus' name. And I might not be able to give as much as I used to give, but that don't mean that I won't give. I used to be able to give hundreds and thousands of dollars, but now I'm in a time of trouble, a time of trouble. I don't have as much that I used to have. And the devil's trying to make me smell, feel smaller, but the devil is a lie in Jesus' name. You better take your little offering. You better take your little mite. And when you give your offering, when you give your little mite, oh, then the angels in heaven, like the videotape, are saying hallelujah for your mite. Hallelujah for your penny. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Oh, somebody, at the sound of my mouth, of my mouth you're going through and you're tempted to give up, but you better not give up in Jesus' name. They were in the midst of a very severe trial, but yet, oh, an overflowing joy. Hello, somebody. Somebody here came tonight. Oh, you didn't know how you were going to make it through, but God wants to give you tonight an overwhelming joy. Oh, you made it to the household of the Lord, and then because you are here, God wants to meet you right where you are. He wants to encourage you. He wants to give you overflowing joy because this joy the old folk used to sing that I have. The world didn't give it to me. And guess what? The world can't take it away. And as a result, I choose to overflow with joy tonight because my God is still able and I can feel him touching my body. I feel all the strength coming back to me. I feel my joy coming back. I feel oh encouragement right now in Jesus name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor oh neighbor, you better be encouraged in Jesus name. I said in Jesus name, be encouraged for I pray tonight that you leave here oh with overflowing joy as the text says and it says what? And their extreme poverty. Hello somebody, they didn't have much. They were in poverty. They were in welfare. Oh, they were barely making it, but in their extreme poverty. Hello somebody, in their extreme poverty, what did it do? That they lose themselves in their poverty. That they think they didn't have enough to give in their poverty. No, in their extreme poverty, guess what welled up? Oh, it welled up in rich generosity. Hello somebody. Anybody can give when they don't have to make a sacrifice to give. When you have enough to give and it's not a sacrifice 
sacrifice. But now in order for you to give, it's a sacrifice. Just like that widow's might was a sacrifice. She gave it all. All the mother folk gave from their abundance. But she gave it all. And God wants somebody here tonight to well up in rich generosity. Even though you don't have a lot of money, God says tonight, you still can give in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, even though I don't have a lot of money, I still can give in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, the adversity of giving. I never thought he had him. He thought he had him down. He put him in a depression. He he put him in a recession. And, and you hear about history and you hear about the Great Depression where, oh, there were folk on Wall Street jumping out of windows because they felt like they lost it all. But God says in the text tonight, you may be in the midst of your own depression, but guess what? You don't have to jump down. He wants you to well up in generosity. He wants you to give what you're able to give in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, give what you're able to give in Jesus' name. I like this text. Deuteronomy 16, 17 says that every man shall give as he's able according to the blessings of the Lord your God, which he has given you. Oh, and God, oh, may not have given you enough, oh, to give hundreds to the church, thousands to the church, oh, but don't let the plate pass you by because your giving, oh, could still determine your living, oh, because when you sacrifice to give, oh, that means God can work even more in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I believe in the power of giving. I believe. As a matter of fact, if you look at the pinnacles of my life, when, when, when certain doors opened up, um, I, I gave more. Hello, somebody. And doors opened up. I can remember I was on, I was on the, the, the last weeks of, of my job uh, there, there and, 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 and I didn't know what I was going to do after oh, I finished work. And there was a little student oh, there who was trying to get through college and in my last check I helped him to pay his tuition and I didn't know where my next monies was going to come from and I paid his tuition this is my testimony didn't know where my next check was coming didn't know what I was going to do I felt that God was leading me in the ministry to pass full time as a senior pastor and my last check I didn't know what I was going to do after that I felt God was calling me uh, oh into the ministry and this uh, this little student uh, oh who wouldn't be able to give me much uh, this little student uh, oh who uh, if, if you ever been a student you know uh, uh, students can be poor not just poor but poor oh this little student but uh, that little student just happened to be uh, oh the son of Dr. 
to Gregory Jones and he was telling his father everything that I was doing for him and it was his father Dr. Gregory Jones referred me to my first church and his father Dr. Gregory Jones referred me to my second church so I learned to give out of my poverty and it was in that giving that it led to my blessings oh and I praise God oh that I didn't think because I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from I didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from oh I could have been tempted oh not to well up in generosity but to well up in stingiality hello somebody just made up a word (laughs) oh but I gave and guess what God gave hello somebody so I believe in the power of giving I'm here in this place at Bethlehem because I was willing to give oh I was willing to give in my abundance and I was willing to give in my lack I believe in the power and generosity for the writer had to testify under the ability in giving he says in verse 3 for I testify that they gave as much as they were able and yet even or and even beyond their ability hello somebody what do you mean they didn't they didn't have much money but uh, it welled up uh, because their love for the lord welled up uh, into generosity and uh, this man had to testify that these folk uh, that didn't have much uh, these folk uh, i have to stand up and testify uh, before the courts of heaven uh, that they gave as much uh, as they were able uh, oh I'm uh, some folk listening at the sound of my voice uh, are not giving uh, as much uh, as they're able some folk uh, at the sound of my voice uh, are, are, are holding back on God uh, I remember as I was studying for this uh, I believe it was Tony Capallo he, he was uh, called to speak uh, at a missions group uh, and he said he had that day he was a little uh, he was a little deterred uh, oh he was a little cranky he he didn't get much sleep oh like he normally would get so when he got up in the service and the little woman the little mission lady oh asked him oh to pray for this missionary I think that was in Venezuela this missionary that was in Venezuela oh I had a hospital and she was trying to serve the poor there and oh in order to build a wing she had all she needed was $5,000 to build a wing on the hospital and and, and the woman got up and said to Mr. Capolo would you pray for this missionary oh we're praying oh that that she can get $5,000 and this man of God when when he asked her to pray he said no I'm not going to pray and they looked at him crazy but he said this is what I'll do I'm not going to pray for this woman 
attempt to get $5,000. But what's going to happen is, is that I'm going to take this plate out and, and we're going to give today and we're going to give sacrificially and we're going to give and he, and he put the plate down and he said, I'm going to give everything that's in my wallet. And he took out his wallet and he had about a hundred dollars. Oh, and he gave that money and then the folk didn't want to give. They didn't want to give, but he pointed them out one by one and said, okay, you lady, you give. And that lady had $200 and she gave $200 and he said, okay, you give, you give, you give, you give, you give. And he said about an hour later, they had raised $7,000. Oh, because the money was in the house, but all they wanted to do was pray. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say that again. The money was in the house, but all they wanted to do was to pray. No, 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 no. That ain't how it works. Many times we're not giving, oh, because, oh, not because we don't have enough. Many times we only give, oh, what's left over. And God is saying, in the house here at Bethlehem, I got some stuff that I want you to do. I, I got some stuff uh, that I need you to do. I got a building uh, that I want you to build. Uh, but it's time uh, to stop praying. Uh, oh, you say, preacher, it's time to stop it. Yeah, it's time to stop praying and it's time to start giving because we all have the ability to give in some capacity or not. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. Yeah, you have the ability to give. Uh, and Jesus name again for those that just walked in we're in this text uh, and we're dealing with 2nd Corinthians chapter 8 verses 1 through 5 uh, this Macedonian church uh, that was a poor church uh, oh, this Macedonian church uh, that was going through a, a, a severe impoverished time uh, it says in the text uh, that their generosity welled up in richness hello somebody out of their poverty and we've been talking about uh, oh that widow woman who gave a great offering her great offering was that she gave it all she gave it sacrificially hello somebody and God bless her oh forgiving sacrifice and we're here in this text tonight uh, and, 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 and the two part of that the ability to give wanting to let you know he said I testify that they gave as much as they were able are you giving as much as you are able, ask your, ask your neighbor, 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 or neighbor, are you giving as much as you're able? Hello, somebody. Most of us could say, no, uh-uh, no, no, I'm not giving as much as I'm able. Hello, somebody. And I don't know that they give as much as they was able. And it says, even beyond their ability. Hello, somebody. This Poor church, hello somebody, in the countryside was giving to support the mega church in the city. Hello somebody, hello somebody. Uh, they could have said, uh, we don't have nothing to give. Yeah, you always have something to give. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, you always have something to give. 
Hello, somebody. And folk, again, as I said at the beginning of this uh, presentation, many times when we go through severe trials, that's the first thing we stop doing is stop giving. Uh, oh, as long as we were getting a check uh, oh, on our job, uh, oh, we were giving our tithe, but now, uh, oh, we're not tithing on our, uh, on our, uh, on our, uh, what's that, that, that check you get for being unemployed? Yeah, retirement is another good one. Hello, somebody. <laughs> we're not giving on our retirement. We're not giving on our unemployment. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But in this text, it says you can give out of extreme poverty. Hello, somebody. Out of extreme poverty, you can give. Hello, somebody. It says that they were, they gave as much as they were able and and even gave beyond their ability. And this is how you do this if you want to know how to do it. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 2 says, on the, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up so that when I come, no collection will have to be made. You know, really, this shouldn't really be a collection when we come to the church on Sunday. We, 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 we shouldn't be taking up a collection because we should have already had it saved up. Hello, somebody. We should have already have written our check. Hello, somebody. Someone once says, oh, when you don't think about giving, you'll give less. Hello, somebody. And in this text, it says that they saved it up. Oh, when God blessed them during the week, oh, they saved it up. Hello, somebody. When God bless you, oh, when God bless you during the week, save it up. Oh, whatever it is. Oh, it may be retirement and God bless bless you save it up it may be unemployment and god bless you save it up oh it may be something that somebody gave you on the side save it up oh and and be willing to give a offering everybody can give a offering say say to your neighbor neighbor Neighbor. oh neighbor everybody can give an offering Hello, somebody. You don't have to be the richest person in the house to give an offering before god hello somebody Remember, we began talking about that widow and her might. She gave the most because she gave it all. All those other people were giving out of their abundance. She gave out of her lack. So, oh, so on Sundays when, oh, if you can't write big dollars, big zeros behind the check, oh, don't feel ashamed. Oh, give what you're able to give in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Someone said, Mama, why are you always putting a dollar in the offering? I told this story time and time again. She said, I don't know why I give a dollar. I, you know, I just saw my, my mama do it. Let's go and ask her. Why? Mama and the little boy's grandmother, Grandmama, why, why, do you, why do you just put a, a dollar in the offering? Well, she said, well, well, son, a dollar was a tenth part of my whole income. Back then, hello somebody, hello somebody, hello somebody, and it amazes me. Most of what Bethlehem probably was built off back then, which is a blessing for us today, most of those folks were maids. Hello somebody, hello somebody, hello somebody. 
They didn't, they didn't have the big jobs that some of us have. Hello. They weren't managers and principals and, and, and engineers and, and all that. They were maids. Hello, somebody. And they gave the little that they had, and God blessed them with, with this sight. Hello, somebody. God blessed them with this. And, I, and I'm thinking as, as a man of God in 2013, hello, somebody. If they could do this off of the income that they had, hello somebody, then we should be able to do much, much more. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. We've got to start giving. Hello somebody. This last video I'm going to show you, and then we're going to uh, deal with this last point that deals with a, a, a church body that's trying to build a family life center and they just happen to choose this text that we're studying about today to teach about giving it's, it's, it's about a three minute video and, and, and most of it is the word of God in this video word for the week Not about equal giving, but equal sacrificing from this church. Hello, somebody. This, this, this Macedonian church. That's what the preacher said in that video. If you, if, if, if you want a blessing, be a blessing. Hello, somebody. These folk didn't have, they didn't have, as the video says, we say we don't, we don't have, we don't have it to give. We would, we would give it, but that's. That's a lie from the pit of hell. You always have something. God always leaves something behind. Hello, somebody. And it's just a matter of you saying, yes, I'll give. Yes, I'll give. And this which leads us to the last point, the advancement in giving. In verse 3 it says, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability. Get, and get this. Entirely on their own. Hello, somebody. The preacher didn't have to, to beg them. Hello, somebody. The preacher didn't have to prone them. Hello, somebody. This was their idea and entirely on their own. Hello, somebody. And when you want to know whether God is moving in the life of a church, is when people decide to give entirely on their own. Uh, just entirely on their own. We don't, we don't have to beg you. We don't have to prod you. We don't have to pick you up, pick your pockets. Hello, somebody. But that, that God is working in you so much that you're willing to give and for some willing to give everything. Hello, somebody. Willing to give it all. Hello, somebody. Just, just a matter of you saying, yes, I will give. This is what the Acts, they did in Acts when, it, when, it, when they were moving in Acts, the Spirit of God, Acts chapter 4, verse 32. says, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possession was their own, but they shared everything that they had. Hello, somebody. They shared everything that they had. A little later in that text, it talks about this, this man who went on to be known as the son of encouragement, Barnabas, who had a field. And, 
and he didn't have an offering to give. So what he did was he sold the field. Hello, somebody. And he came and laid it at the disciples' feet. Hello, somebody. Without them having to ask. Hello, somebody. They didn't have to ask him to give it. And they gave it. He gave it entirely on his own. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Entirely on their own. If you want God to bless you, remember this series is subtitled, How to Be Blessed and Highly Favored. You've got to come to terms with this thing called giving. Uh, there's some folk that, 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 that don't believe in tithing. Well, you, you don't have to believe in tithing, but you do have to believe in giving. Hello, somebody. And most of the folk that don't believe in tithing probably give less than 10%. Hello, somebody. But most of the folk that do believe in tithing, most likely they're giving more than 10%. Hello, somebody. So it's an issue of your heart. And as this text has said tonight, nobody is too poor to give. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. Nobody is too poor to give. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, poor neighbor, you're not too poor to give. Hello, somebody. Nobody is too poor to give. And that's what this church was a wonderful, wonderful example of it. As a matter of fact, in this church, um, that saying in chapter 9 that the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Hello, somebody. Was motivated from this church being uh, willing to give. Hello, somebody. A, a cheerful giver. Hello, somebody. And that's what folk who only believe that that, that, that that's no not, we don't have to give tent no more in in the New Testament. Uh, but the problem is, is the the little that they give, they don't give cheerfully. Hello, somebody. They 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 mad because they got to give something. Hello, somebody. But when God is at work in your life, and if you want to be blessed and highly favored, if you want to, you have to give above and beyond as they did in this text. They gave above and beyond their ability and their giving or caused the church there in Jerusalem to praise the Lord. Oh, it made God real in their life. Oh, and they praise God for their giving. Oh, I'm going to give this illustration, then we're going to go into prayer. I, I can remember when I first went on my own, I, I, I had my, my own apartment at the age of 19 and, you know, I had I was living in my own apartment and I was going to church and serving the Lord at, at the age of 19 and you know and I wasn't hooching around I wasn't you know doing any of that I was serving the Lord and and and, and I got behind on my rent this one month and I didn't know how I was gonna make it and, and I began to pray Lord you provide see I, I was a tight I'd always give always give but I had fell short and I was praying and I said, Lord, I believe Lord, that you can provide for my every need. I was praying and praying. And then all of a sudden, this brother, you know, I went to a church and it was a mega church there in the city. But the brother that was blessing me was a bus driver. He, you know, he wasn't he wasn't an attorney, he wasn't a lawyer. He was just a plain old bus driver. And he said to me, the Lord laid it upon my heart to, to give you $100. And he, he gave me the $100. And boy, did I praise the Lord. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I was praising the Lord. 
And then somehow I also find out that he had never done anything like that before. But his giving enabled me to praise the Lord. And, and he was like not a rich man. Hello, somebody. But his giving uh, enables me to stand and give this testimony here today. Because he wasn't too poor to give. Hello, somebody. You ain't ever too poor to give. And what you give is not amount about the amount of the giving. It's about the sacrifice. The sacrifice of it. Who would ever thought that you would have thought that like in our day and time, big givers, they get wings named after them. You know, you got this <laughs> big wing because of a building or a hospital because this person gave. In the Bible, we got a wing. And, and that wing says, Wid- widow's might. Hello, somebody. <laughs> the, the other wing says, uh, Macedonian p- poverty. Hello, somebody. God is glorified from however little you have to give. Hello, somebody. So you got to get out of that poverty mindset. Don't, don't, don't say I'm, I'm too broke to give. No, you're not too broke to give. As a matter of fact, if you don't give, you're probably going to stay broke. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Help somebody. This text says that entirely on their own, they gave. Entirely on their own. Talked about tonight, giving beyond, above, and beyond. And God is calling us as a church to give above and beyond. Even in the midst of of severe trials. Remember, this church was under severe trials and severe poverty. And out of all that welled up generosity. Hello, somebody. All you have to do is be willing to say yes to the Lord tonight. That I'm going to give. Because I have enough to give. Hello somebody. Shall we pray? Father God we come tonight Lord just wanting to thank you and to praise your holy name Father. Thank you Lord for your word Father which which gave us some encouragement Father. These saints at Macedonia Father they were going through a hard time a severe trials Father like some of our members at the sound of my voice who they're going through a, a severe and hard trials Father and uh, and they're here and they, they barely made it to the house tonight Father and I, and I pray Lord that forever how many moments they spent in the sanctuary Father that you bless them Father that you encourage them Father even as those that were in the 
text going through severe trials in poverty. Father, it says that it says in the text that joy welled up on the inside of them. Father, and I pray tonight, Lord, that somebody at the sound of my voice that joy will well up on the inside of them, Father, in Jesus' name. Even though they're going through severe trials, oh, severe troubles, severe tribulation, Father, I pray, Lord, that by the power of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of him, that they will be able to well up, oh, with joy on the inside of them, Father, in Jesus' name. And I pray for those at the sound of my voice. Oh, Father, dispatch your angels, oh, to go and to see about them. Father, in Jesus' name, I come asking, Father, in Jesus' name, I come begging, Father, Father, for somebody at the sound of my voice is barely making it, Father. Oh, they can't take this severe trial. They can't take the severe poverty, Father. Oh, but the Macedonians have shown up on the faces of Scripture and have shown out because you showed up in the midst of the trial. You showed up in the midst of the tribulation and they began to sing. I believe in using my sanctified imagination. They began to sing this joy that I have. Oh, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And that's why, Father, they were able to give. And I pray, Lord, oh, that somebody at the sound of my voice, oh, would give them that joy on the inside of them that they're able to give, that they're able to give their money, that they're able to give their time, they're able to give their talents, they're able to give their resources, oh, to magnify you and your kingdom for the devil's trying to tell them that they don't have nothing left, that they're useless, but that's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, they have and will always have something left. Oh, even if it's only the Holy Spirit on the inside of him, Father, and that is enough, oh, to make it through. And I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, oh, that you would well up on the inside of them, that power of the Holy Spirit will jump and move tonight. Oh, because they've heard some hope tonight. They just got some faith tonight. Oh, Father, and they were just determined to give, not out of their abundance, but to give out of their lack. And as a result of that, oh, like you did it in my life, you're about to open some doors because they gave not out of their abundance, because they gave out of their lack. In Jesus' name, I said in Jesus' name, flow, Lord, from this place. Flow in their hearts. Flow in their minds. Flow in their souls, Father. And from there, flow, oh, in their bank account, Father. Flow and open doors. As your word says that you're able to open up, oh, the windows of heaven. Oh, that you're able to open up the floodgates of heaven. And I'm praying tonight that you will let it rain in their life. In Jesus' name, that they may glorify you, Father. Oh, that they may have a testimony this coming Sunday about how you worked, about how you moved, how you set free, how you delivered, Father, in Jesus' name.
In Jesus' name, Father. Father God, I come praying, Lord, for hold oh, the members in our sanctuary, Lord, that are going through severe trials, Lord. I, I pray for Deacon Melvin, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, you touch his body and that you make him whole and well again. Father, you know he fainted again, Father, even as he's trying to take care of his mother, which the doctors say is dying of cancer, Father. And, uh, oh, Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll be his strength. I pray, Lord, that you you'll be his might father and if he's going through this uh, because of stress uh, I speak peace uh, right now uh, in his life right now uh, in Jesus name uh, and if it's a physical problem then I speak uh, healing father right now father in Jesus name uh, from this place uh, in Paul's Valley to that place uh, oh over there in Davis uh, in Jesus name uh, in Jesus name and I pray for his mother father over there in Tatum father I still believe uh, that you have the power to raise her up uh, I still believe uh, oh father that you can bring them both uh, through a time like this uh, I still believe father that there's a, a, a bomb in Gilead uh, healing for the soul uh, in Jesus name uh, and as you're flowing that healing power oh from this place uh, to Davis uh, oh to Tatum I pray Lord, you flow, Lord, from the front row to the back row in the sanctuary that your healing flower will flow, Lord, even up here in the pulpit that your healing power will flow and touch us all and make us whole and well again that we may glorify your Father even more, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord, to be a blessing, Lord, even in the midst of our tribulation. In Jesus' name, as the preacher said in his testimony, be a blessing for those that, those that need a blessing, being a blessing, Father. Help us, Lord, in Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, for... Every member that's sick, every member that's traveling, Father. We, we pray, Lord, for Bethlehem, Father. So the devil, as he's trying to shift us, Father, as he's trying to subtract, as he's trying to divide, Father, we believe by faith uh, that you're still a God uh, that can add, uh, that you're still a God uh, that can multiply. You're still a God uh, that can move by the power of your Holy Spirit. Uh, oh, Father, and I remember, oh, on the pages of Scripture, in a one day revival 3,000 folk got saved in Jesus name and we're praying for revival in this place in Jesus name that 3,000 folk may get saved from, from this place at this place in time Father in Jesus name Father in Jesus name Father we pray, Lord, for those I tend most wanted in the box, Father. Convict them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, Father, that they may be saved in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Father. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Give us a heart to give, Father. Bless us to be a blessing, Father. In Jesus' name. Right now, for those that are able to get on their knees, we want you to get on your knees and we want you to pray to God in the inner recesses of your hearts and minds and, and tell him what you want. 
Hello he again, this is Pastor Michael E. Tan. I've been your host for today's to program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. Thank you for must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life has changed, if God really has spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again, now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10. 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.